Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 407's After Show. Here we are. We're back. And uh, it, some of you had maybe already consumed. Of course, if you're here live tonight, thank you for joining us. And some of you have consumed the regular show where, well, we unfortunately did not hear from or see a presence from one double G. Uh, we had them all locked in, we thought, and uh, I, I'm guessing something had prevented him from being able to jump on with us here tonight. So we hope all is well over in the double G camp. And uh, if if he is around or out there, he's welcome to join us. So he may or may not show up in this after show. I guess you're just going to have to watch or listen the entire time and see if that <laughs> turns out to be the case. There's a tease for you. We are in the after show. If you're new here, I'm sorry. If, you're, if you've been around a while, I'm sorry. Uh, but in the after show, we love to read comments that come in off the board and directly interact, hopefully answer some questions or provide insight for anything that you might be wondering or looking for. Also, it may or may not be golf-related. So if you're looking straight for more disc golf, straight disc golf talk. I don't know what else there is. uh, There's plenty of things. Maybe. We talked a lot about golf. We talked a a lot about... uh, the live tour that is um, very much in the in the world and in the uh, sports spectrum. Also, if we're going to time or da- date stamp this, when we see the uh, what the uh, Golden State Warriors took down what game five, I believe yep. last night. Yep, uh, they're what, up. What three. day are we on? Tuesday. Yep. Correct. They're up three to two as of our recording right now. Okay, so we did not talk to Mo about NBA, which is something he has a passion <laughs> for. Uh, it's. I believe he had said something along the lines of it's hard to count the Celtics out, but Robert Parrish and Larry Bird aren't there. I don't think they can pull it off. It's going to be really tough. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I couldn't name a Celtic, so it shows you how much I'm on top of my NBA. So a few questions coming in off the board. Uh, Dane says, I consumed it all, and I'm still hungry for the after show. Dane. Glad to have you. Uh, I want to speak Go real quickly uh, with regards to <laughs> after shows or just shows in general. I have been incredibly flattered and honored that uh, there's been a number of shows that have reached out to me recently. I think I've been a guest on like two podcasts in the last five years, and now I've been a guest on four podcasts in the last three weeks. So I appreciate it. I, I don't know if the if the if the floor is just getting lower, uh, but I do appreciate uh just a few days ago, uh yesterday in fact, I was on the Amside podcast uh out of the UK. I think they're gonna be releasing sometime this week. If you follow along here, maybe there's gonna be a lot of regurgitated information um if you're normally listening to what we're 
yammering on about. But uh, I do appreciate anyone and everyone, and uh, thanks for having me on a couple days ago. Uh, also, I was on a, a podcast last week. I was on one before that with Let's Cast a Plas. So uh, thank you guys <laughs> so much for having me. I appreciate it. Terry Brian Shields asks, I'm playing an attorney in Sinisippi Park in Sterling, Illinois. Nice. Have either of you played this in the past? If so, your thoughts? Well, let me tell you, when I played with Cam Todd and Al Sugar Shack, the year was 2000 or 2001. <laughs> the year was 2000. <laughs> uh, the top was. hits were the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess it was probably 2001. The Sinisippi, I guess spell that right, open uh, down in Sterling, Illinois. And I, I, it was very early in my professional career, and I was on the card with the likes of Cam Todd, who in 2001 became a world champion, and Al Sugarshack, who's won now Masters World Championships, uh, one of the greatest players and Michigan players of all time. And that is a fun track. Johnny V and I played there in like 98 or 99 time frame, uh, July. Uh, I remember I, we went down there with Tom Jenkins and Eric Paulson. Yep. So, I, I always loved Sinisip because of the Sinisip Open was uh, 4th of July weekend. For many years, For yes. many years. And I remember, I don't remember how I played. I don't remember how I finished. I could probably could look it up here at some point. Um, mm. But I remember driving home, and it was one of my favorite drives home because mm-hmm. all the way home, it's what, a four-hour drive-ish? Yeah, three hours. So, we were coming back to Milwaukee that year, yep. It was nothing but fireworks. Exactly. It was beautiful. Always because you're driving in the, in at nine or 10 at night and you're just seeing on 4th of July weekend fireworks in all these little cities as you drive through. So Sinisippi was always one of my uh, favorite trips to make. Yeah, that was one of the of uh, one of the first years that we had gone. And again, I think you and I that year had traveled specifically with uh, Eric Paulson. Oh, there I see it on your screen. Eric yeah, Paulson and yeah. uh, Tom Jenkins. Yeah, I this believe is, this is 2000 Sinisippi open. All right. Uh, Terry Miller. Let's look up Terry Miller. Miller. Terry Miller, you took 11th in open for $90. Uh, yes, and there it was. I was on the lead card. I have a picture, mm-hmm. I recall, because if you sort by round one scores, uh, Cam Todd had the hot round at 58. Is that what it says? Yeah. Yes, he had a 58. You shot a 60. Yeah, so Cam Todd had a 58. Al Sugar Shack had a 59. And then Sean Sinclair, Tim Schrader, and myself... All had sixties, and then you choked away the second round. I very much was legitimately <laughs> you a th- nervous. A thousand and sixteen in your first round, and followed up with a nine fifty four. But eh. I mean, that's that's not bad. Eh. My, myself, it was I was my first year as a pro. Yep, I took twentieth out of thirty nine players in in advanced, and I've shot a nine oh eight and a nine oh one. So tying our good friend who we traveled there with, Pat Sattler. Mm-hmm. Ryan Hornico is probably on that list. And also, if you look, Jay, Reddy, Jay Yeti Redding uh, up above there playing. And uh, he, he took ninth place. A lot of familiar names division. here uh, up at the top of advanced. So, yeah. Uh, Armand Wall Jasper. Yeah, so many fun names to think about. So uh, I've heard the course's <laughs> surprise has changed what? in 20 years. They didn't keep it the same? <laughs> since being there, but definitely a very fun park uh, over there in Sterling, Illinois. And truth be told, I there was a chance, uh, if, if, you're, if, if that's the smooth series this weekend, there was a chance that I was going to go play in that, except for then I realized I'm working <laughs> in Colorado. <laughs> but I was very interested in, in going over there and competing. Uh, you know, now that I've got the smooth series, uh, you know, uh, taste of victory, I have to continue it as much as I can, even though I probably can't play anymore this year. All right. Uh, let's read some more off the board. <laughs> Thanks for for uh, bulldozing us down memory lane there for a moment. Uh, Jay says, I will not spoil it this time, but I do encourage you to watch the OTB Skin 64. Trust me. I heard the uh, the, the first... I mean, for, for those of you that don't know, last week it was announced that... Um, and maybe you talked about it on the, on the, on the show last week that I wasn't, when I wasn't involved, about the $10,000 ace that was hit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's spoiling at this point. No, that, no. But uh, Gavin Babcock had taken that down. Yep. And took his shirt off, which 
Go take a look at it. Yeah, I definitely talked about it because nobody wants to see me do that for any of Definitely me neither. Unless I'm on the live tour. Pay me. Pay me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but my understanding is that this week, the million dollar ace pool. No, there is an ace. An ace was hit. Um, but the action in the first few holes are hot and heavy. So if, Ooh, if you're, if you're I, into I don't the, know anything about what you're, you're referencing. So good. If you're into the OTB, if you're into the OTB skins, by all means, go check it out. It's awesome. Okay. All right. Uh, Frank says, Terry, when are you going to play some more? You're one and oh this year undefeated. Yeah. I, well, maybe I, I feel like I got to retire. I mean, I can't possibly tarnish that record. Right. Uh, David John, uh, I top. think coming in from uh, Thailand. Hope you're well out there, buddy. Says all the pros are lucky to not be in the Southeast heat or rain. I, hear you uh yeah we have a heat wave moving through wisconsin or i was thinking today as i was going out to my car and it's it was 95 ish with disgusting humidity and you know just a few days ago we were very blessed with like temps in the 60s yeah this weekend and it was just absolutely gorgeous right and then as i'm walking to my car and it's 95 with high humidity and my my 13 year old is complaining about it and what it's like and how disgusting it was which it was and then i thought yeah, this is like commonplace in a lot of other states every day. So does it suck for us because we're experiencing it? Of course it does. But I also think, you know, this is this is everyday commonplace. When you're in when you're in Emporia or Augusta or some of these other places in the middle of June or July, uh, no big deal. So um but yes, very warm here in the in Wisconsin right now. Josh said, I love how world champion Cam Todd's PDGA membership is expired, so we have to work to find his results. And that's that's a conversation that I know has been had before. I know someone like Nate Doss, uh, his, he's not a current member. He's not playing disc golf in any competitive capacity, barely recreationally, and because he's not renewing, and therefore you can't see it. And I understand there's a petition, not a petition, an informal clamoring or petition for either Hall of Famers, world champions. You know, I don't know where this list stops and starts. To get but lifetime to be PDG able to see some kind of, you know, a, a Ken Climo, if he's not current, you're not necessarily seeing him. And I know at some point some people were just paying for his membership so that you could, that they it would always be readily assess, uh, accessible. I, I understand the validity of that. I understand both sides of that argument. I, I always, if anytime you're looking at some of these suggestions or complaints, I always think that's great. And I, and I understand them. Where does the line get drawn? That's always my ultimate question. Peter Shive, you know, hundred time world champ or whatever he is. He's won <laughs> a lot of titles and let's just say he's, he's and a hall of fame member and now. a hall of fame member. But if he's not current and he's won 10, uh, 10 various age-protected world championships, is he in there? Uh, or, or do you do you automatically you know show his if he's not renewed? Um, and I'm just using him as an example. What about an Am, Am, Am yeah. Masters uh, world champion? Nah. Per- personally? Major champion? No. Just worlds. Personally. Pro worlds. Pro worlds. Pro masters worlds? No. Oh, so only open worlds. MPO. You elitist son of a... Yeah, yeah, per- I, th- and that's my point. But if if I if if I if I ruled the world, mm-hmm. um, oh my son, <laughs> I was waiting love for it. You, Terry. Love you, baby. <laughs> I, I would give all MPO and FPO winners a lifetime PDGA membership for that particular reason, specifically, so that they always show up. As- so they always show up, and you can always look back at their stats, but only those two, not. Amateur, not sounds age ageist. Sounds elitist. It's not ageist at all. I, I'm just saying because you, anyone you can, are disregarding and that. not caring about the age protected divisions. Ageist. You're right. I'm not caring about them, but that's not ageist. I, I'm just gonna throw it in under that's, it anyway. That's fine. You can't. It sounds like a an appropriate term. It's close enough. So you ageist sob. I'll take that. Um. <laughs> Well, good luck to you this weekend, Brian. Uh, again, a really fun course uh, from many, many years that ago. That is where we, I, I believe, that is one of the places where we dubbed the term the K-stomp, which John Knudsen uh, of Illinois, who plays rarely anymore. He, he's much more into running and family, this stuff, but he was he was a very, very good advanced player from Illinois. Used to get very upset and then 
jump on his bag. Two-footed stomp on the top of his bag when he got upset. And so we dubbed it the K-stomp because it was nice and it was Knudsen. One of my favorite things. <laughs> Just watch him K-stomp his bag. And this is back when, you know, if you look at the bag now, it's probably a $3,000 bag with all the classic discs he had in it. But yeah, he... Uh, he used to get really upset. He was not very good at maintaining his temper. And he's the, like this little twig of a guy. He's he's all of like five foot eight, probably maybe five uh, ten. He's taller, yeah. Maybe five foot ten, we'll say. Uh, maybe ninety seven pounds. Ninety seven pounds <laughs> dripping wet. Uh yeah. I, uh, I we, love Knudsen. We love that guy. All right. Uh Cam you, Todd is go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh Cam Todd has been active on tour even the last few years. It's similar to when Climo let his membership expire. Yeah, and we've seen Cam jump on and off various times. Um, I, I haven't personally seen him now in a few years. Of course, he showed up to, what, the 2016 uh, GBO and won that, even though he was master's age el- eligible and showed up and won the GBO, which blew everybody away, as it should have. And I thought that was incredible. Uh, Ricky went on to uh, you know win the world title there uh, a few months later, but clearly shows that he still has game, and he's always just been a, a, a very naturally uh, gifted and talented uh, competitor. Ray asked Johnny and Terry, "What do you think is the most dramatic or important moment in Smashbox hmm. live streaming history?" The mo- I don't know if it's dramatic or emotional. I felt the Paige Bjorkis championship for me. That was the one that hit me. Uh, her dad was there on the card. It was world championship. Um, we were covering it up at Smugs, And that that scenario, more, more so than Barsby. I mean, Barsby was a long time coming as well. But just for whatever reason, that particular uh, scenario played out. I felt that to me was maybe the most dramatic it might not be the most important. It might not be. Well, it, it was certainly somewhat unexpected just yes. in the fact that it was in in your typical, you know, Paige Pierce was very much in her sights as always going after the world titles. And it was so new for Paige Bjorkis uh, to be in that position, clearly a solid competitor, but not someone that showed up and you had money on for winning the world championships. Yeah. And yeah, for everything Johnny just said. The, the mom and the dad on the bag. <clears throat> uh, Doug was ca- uh, was officially scorekeeping, and Noemi, her mother, was doing the, uh, was caddying. And, uh, you know, just anyone that knows Paige Bjorkis just knows that she's just this incredible sweetheart and this kind, you know, gracious soul in every possible way. It doesn't have a mean bone in her body. So to see her win, you know, at the age of 18 or 19, she had struggled with the idea of you know whether she wanted to attend college in the fall or she wanted to play golf, and she ultimately picked to play golf and now has gone back to college and has received one or more degrees. So it's all worked out in 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 the big picture in every in every way possible. She's I think enjoyed the best of every world, but yeah, it was clearly special. And I I, I remember of course getting very emotional as she was tapping in, and I you know to this day think about how she's such a great role model. I have two daughters and just her overall tone, her demeanor, her personality. Um, you know, Doug and Noemi are incredible humans and individuals. And then to see that all come through in Paige and then to always... She's think, married, buddy. Chill out. <laughs> to always think, though, about emulating and, you know, I, w- I want my kids to grow up and be their own women. But Paige Bjorkis, by all means, is a, is someone you would have no problem considering a role model for your children. When she's on the course, she's my favorite player. When she's not on the course, that goes to own then. <laughs> I got I to gotta take own second. Two completely different styles and people, but... Uh, Both fun-loving and uh, yes, 100%, 100% incredibly kind. So Love me some Paige Shoe. Yeah, so uh, it, yes, uh, that was certainly uh, is, yeah, a pretty magical moment. Is that... I mean, that's, that doesn't qualify as the most dramatic... No, I, I I wouldn't necessarily yeah say dramatic. I mean we've had the the you know number of playoffs in pro tour broadcasts uh, throughout the years. Um, some 
you know, we always kind of joke about how nervous we got because you always want a broadcast to go really well. And if it's gone well, you don't want the playoff because all you're thinking is, oh, we don't want something to go wrong. <laughs> this is where it's all going to fall apart. Yeah, and this is this is that moment. And so uh, for that reason, we've always felt, you know, a little timid on on having playoffs, um, you know, just just for that threat. You know, that's after a long day of broadcasting, you don't want the camera batteries to then die or the backup camera batteries because we could only afford to have two you know two batteries at the time and you're on your second one so you don't want the playoff to go too long uh for those types of reasons those are all considerations for us when you talk about some of the drama and, and playoffs that can ensue um i mean obviously you know we've we've had this meshed role of being then part of the disc golf network and the disc golf pro tour that's only expanded and become so much more than just the the little two of us uh throughout the years i mean obviously you think about uh usdgc and the battle that ensued there just even last year for the playoff with klein and mcbath um and we've seen uh chris dickerson battling it out coming down the stretch again at the usdgc playing in those rainy conditions uh plenty of drama there and then how many times, and, and and maybe it's a story that will never die, is how many times, no matter where Pierce has been, she's always in contention. If she's not leading and leading by double digits or something like that, um, of course, that's not providing drama, but she's always had that factor, and, and I don't care if someone says it's uh, any kind of weird favoritism, she just has always had the that page factor of... If she's two back or six back, you're always like, well, Paige could still catch up. <laughs> and and she often has, in previous years, made it a contest. And I think she continues to help provide drama for that reason. If Smashbox had to end today, how do you look? Okay, at- sold. Live tour. Here I come. <laughs> how do you look at your con- contributions to the sport? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, do you think someone else would have even attempted doing live disc golf? Um. I mean, the planet was doing live disc golf. Yeah, disc golf planet was. It, it, it was um, limited to really just like four events a year. It was usually Worlds, USDGC, and maybe two Elite Series events. The Memorial usually, and one other one. Sure. Um, I, I don't know if they would have moved to a a bigger it, it kind of makes me wonder like where the dominoes are because the pro tour wanted to do live and we were doing live this was steve dodge would he have gone to the planet to try to work with them or would there not have been a pro tour because he couldn't do live which i don't think that's the case would he have not done live at all i don't i don't know the answer to that uh well I to me the the you know the year for the pro tour starting was 2016 and yes. essentially by 2014 it seemed as if the writing was on the wall that Disc Golf Planet was was kind of wrapping things up or were were feeling like they weren't necessarily moving forward and continuing you, you, with their effort. You'd have thought the PDGA would have maybe given us a little more effort there then. Anyway, uh there um so yeah as you're saying about dominoes as as disc golf planet stepped back and we were more than anxious to jump in and and try our hand at the way we were trying which was a different approach similar but different and as we jumped into that role we became the the other really only possible source to do so and then after that two other smaller entities or i don't even want to just say smaller two other entities you can't get smaller than just you and i so two other entities that were larger actually uh came about and and also tried their hand Mm -hmm. and they also ran into as many or more problems than we did and we had a little bit of a jump start on them what was the one out of uh Live Disc Golf, I think is what they called themselves. Live, live Emporia. Oh, yeah. Out of Emporia, Live Disc they, Golf. They, they, their website said they were the best disc golf <laughs> broadcasting solution. I've got a screenshot somewhere. They made a lot of very, very boastful, claims. huge claims that had and been, had never, never even broadcast. been live yet. 
And I just remember being personally agitated and offended and infuriated, thinking, who the F are these guys talking about how they're the best live broadcast solution ever, and they'd never broadcast a live disc golf tournament at that point. And then the one they attempted... DDO. Didn't well, go gla- great. Glass blown. They got lead card. We had chase card. And I remember they were upset because at the time... I think there was limited cell connection. There was issues with cellular. And so I think the word was we were supposed to stay further away from them because this, they felt that the cellular, that we were basically taking up the cellular bandwidth because we were too close to them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, as we all know, it doesn't matter if I'm standing next to you or I'm 100 feet away. It's coming from the same tower. But that was the discussion. And we, we took it in stride. And okay, we did what we could. and. We worked together with them, and we ended up actually, at one point, buying some of their equipment when they decided that they didn't want to pursue it. (laughs) Yeah, so it worked out in our favor. Uh, But it also worked out in the sense that not only from a competitive standpoint, but it worked out in realizing, hey, this isn't easy, and just going out and buying some new equipment and then uh, claiming you're the best live broadcasting team uh, isn't enough to get you going. And let's face it, and, and any of you that have been around for these long, long eight years no there's been no shortage of mistakes and of troubles and of challenges and of unforeseens and expenses and all of that like there's never been a shortage of that we've whether we've had an excuse for it or fully owned it or not no matter what there's always been plenty of challenges because quite honestly it's not easy and the technology is continuing to get easier and better it, it, we're we're in a totally different world, and that was a question that was asked: Is where was Disc Golf Planet using the same technologies that we were? And n- not really. I mean, they, at one point, so, they started out using a very different. They literally were pulling a satellite to locations and pointing a satellite at just the right angle when they were at the memorial and when they were at the KC wide open and when they were at the USDGC, they had a satellite that like took up mm-hmm. like two T pads. And they had to have it pointed at a certain direction, and they they were charging when they would connect to the content delivery network, and if they got over X amount of people that would tune in and watch, they had to pay the content company more. So if a 1,000 people watched the live stream, they got charged X. If 10,000 people watched the live stream, they got charged X plus Y, and if... Fifteen. The, the more people that watched, they no had to YouTube pay more. Live stream. There was that, that no was pre-YouTube. live YouTubing and we until using, 2014. And for the cameras at the memorial, obviously we were at Fountain. It was all point to point. There was no cellular. So there was somebody standing on one side. And this was all equipment that Terry Roddy, who works from, with the PGA, mm-hmm. had rented, borrowed, uh, Stole? Stole. Well, I don't know what he did. No, he, uh, he had, had, was using and that they could only go so far around the lake because if after at some point you lost that point to point connection, I think it only worked up to like 500 meters or something like that. And so you, you just lost it, literally just lost the signal and you couldn't do anything. So you had to stay within a certain area to, to, to do that. And I think we had Jim Oates who was working with the satellite. Uh, and Jim Myers, Jim Myers, I'm no sorry, spin yeah, no Myers. spin. Jim Myers was on was, Maryland. Was, yep, yeah, was doing satellite stuff, and and then a couple, you know, a couple a year. Ace Man was on the crew. Yep. We uh, Crazy John, uh, along with uh, David Greenwell, and just a ton of people that were all largely volunteering time and energy and efforts. Johnny and myself, Cool Daddy Slick Breeze, uh, for a weekend or two was on the crew. And a lot of these people uh, were just there under the new excitement of, oh my God, this is live disc golf. Like it was, it was revolutionary to have it be offered. And after being around it and volunteering and helping and being on that crew, like I said, Johnny and I just, we really realized, hey, we think... We see what they're doing. We see what they're struggling with. And we think we could do it differently and more cost effectively. And that's kind of the entire impetus of how Smashbox really got rolling with the idea of having live. And that was right when 
YouTube said, hey, yeah, you want to stream? Well, it's like a four-hour maximum, and then they bumped it to like eight hours, and then eventually 24 hours was the new max that you could be live on YouTube. But YouTube came along and said, you can stream through YouTube for free. And that alone was saving thousands of dollars to what the previous options and opportunities were. And that is, so there was some timing there. Uh, the fact that I already had a YouTube channel that qualified for it because you needed so many subscribers to be able to do certain things, uh, that kind of always the the jumpstart to get things rolling. The migration from 3G networks to 4G <laughs> networks. I remember thinking like, God, once we get 4G, do you know how much bandwidth that is? It, we'll, we'll be cruising. We'll, we'll be cruising. And now everyone's like, well, I can't wait for we to get 5G. So uh, it's... Uh, yeah, sorry, that's I don't even know what the question was. But yeah, the technologies have been very different and now clearly the money and the people and the the community and the everything that brings it about, you know, for what was largely Johnny V and I and and a little bit of Gary f- for a little while, uh, you know, has has now blossomed into an entirely separate uh ginormous operation with, you know, 30 or 40 people. Uh, with 15 to 20 to 25 of them all working at the exact same time to put on a broadcast. It used to be two. <laughs> two. Johnny pressed the buttons here in Milwaukee, <laughs> we and were- I worked the camera and did commentary and carried around the backpack. It, it was funny because we, we went back a couple weeks ago and watched the a battle at Blue Lake. Oh, yeah. And I was sitting there, and I think we had like one camera. Mm-hmm. Made, and, yeah. and, and all I remember joking, you and I were like, Johnny, what did you do? Because it was one camera that you carried around, and then and then we we did see a graphic or two pop up. I'm like, see, I did graphics. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I really, I mean, there was no very little switching. It was me chatting with the board and kind of trying to keep scores up to date on a spreadsheet or on on these graphics. Not even a spreadsheet, probably. Uh, back in the day, and it's thing. Uh, Ray Zerhausen says, "Is is Patreon a critical part of the operation? Um, not for live anymore." Really, no. um, we, we, it is critical for the podcast here. I mean, it's it pays for hosting, with which we pay, you know, our, our our hosting provider. It pays for the the streaming. It helps pay for bandwidth. It, you know, there's it definitely is a a critical part of what we do. Yeah, and the fact, uh, and largely, as much as it may not sound like it, uh, <laughs> again, smart or not. We don't have ads. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Yeah. I mean, we we blatantly gush over some companies and some people and some products. Uh, never paid. Um, and and, and that, that's no moral high ground or or soapbox I'm standing on. We just honestly it comes from laziness. We've never really pursued going after individual. Uh, or personal sponsors, other than people that have have all but thrown themselves at us. <laughs> Disc Baron has been gracious throughout the years. Of course, we've got the Disc Baron Digital Green Room, um, Disc Member, and the then Disc Member yep. to help with the Disc Member box. But we've never gone out and really pursued any form of advertising. Have we left probably a few dollars on the table? Absolutely. Um, we just appreciate that you guys well, you know, Terry, tune in week after week. That's why tonight I'm debuting manscaping. <laughs> <laughs> On me. Let's yes. go. That's right, Terry. <laughs> this is what you've all signed up for. <laughs> good, good luck. This might get us pulled from YouTube. <laughs> show no one wanted. <laughs> uh, but good thing we just got our OnlyFans account. <laughs> yes, that's where the real action is. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, thank you for all the support. Our Patreon subscribers are awfully, uh, have always been, uh, like Johnny said, not only a backbone, but... Um, just it helps with that community support and feel and the fact that we do have these giveaways every week. So you got a chance to win something. And I do have a funny, uh, not funny. Uh, I have an update to all of this. I got a UPS tracking notification today <gasps> that sometime in the next couple of days, our official discs are restamped or newly stamped discs are showing up uh and they say 2019 right yes (laughs) the year we ordered them for um so i i did want to throw that out there um thank you so much and as somebody pointed out on the board johnny we've got to do a double giveaway tonight we do have to do a double giveaway tonight and if you want to be eligible for one of those giveaways that we're going to do tonight you can go to patreon.com slash smashbox tv i always think that maybe i should pre-record something and put it at the beginning of the podcast because most people may not listen to this far. That's a good idea. Uh, but I'm, I, at some point, I maybe I'll do that, and I'll get unlazy. Mm. But I don't like to, you know, push for money. That seems weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. That seems weird. Uh, anyway, patreon.com slash smashboxtv. Imagine this, Terry. Now sit down. 
Imagine you get into your car and, and you're driving to work or an event. I know you don't really drive to work, but you're driving to the to the uh, the post office. Mm, well, okay, that's a short drive. Only only three three blocks for me. But go on. Okay. Well, imagine you have to go to a different post office. <laughs> okay. I like this. I like where I'm going with this. And I sit down next to you in the passenger seat, and I talk your ear off about disc golf, or let's just say three hours. Oh, I love it. You stopped at a gas station. You get yourself a, a water. And I say, hey, hey, did you get me a water? Mm. That's what you're doing when you, when you support us. We're sitting in your ear while you drive or sit or work. And if you're going to go to the, you know, the soda machine, you buy us a soda for that, right? You can go to patreon.com and for a, as little as a dollar a month, you can help support us. So buy us a soda. Or better yet, I know what I'd buy you. I'd buy you a smart water because you some dumb. Oh. <laughs> I'd give you a smart water. Well, that's expensive, Terry. So you'll have I, to I do know, the might $2, be $2 a month for Then I could Patreon. be a producer on the show. <laughs> for a producer. So anyway, uh, patreon.com slash smashbox TV if you would like to support our little... Uh, Either that or we're going to sell out big time. Oh my God. nothing but commercial wait. reads. I cannot wait to sell out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to hear all about my new mattress. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hear all about um, my manscaping. You're going to hear about uh, what are some other popular podcasting uh, ones? Oh, uh, some kind of uh, food delivery. Blue, oh, yes. blue Apron. Yes, Blue Apron. Some sort they of support everybody. Some I sort think. of food box thing that I get. And I'm going to tell you all about how great the food Another is. Monthly subscriptions. Yeah. Stitch Fix, maybe. You know what we I should do? We should sell advertising to all other podcasts on our podcast. <laughs> I don't know if anybody would take us up on it. Doubt but. it. Um, that's what we should try and do. So if you want to check out other podcasts, we could direct you in the right, uh, in the right place. So, all right, Terry, we have 180 people eligible for our giveaway tonight. Oh, what do you mean? Sign? I signed out. I signed back in you jerks. Oh, and after you're done with this, we got to talk about that and other podcast calling us out the other day. I heard, I haven't heard anything. Oh yeah. We were tagged. That SOB. Oh, Dixon Jowers yeah. did tag us. Oh, that jerk. Yeah, um, don't mention his name anymore. That's enough. <laughs> no, he he literally has to pay us now. <laughs> yeah, it's an ad. Uh, yeah. Uh, what did he post? Something to the effect the other day of other than touring pros that have podcasts, I I feel like I could beat any other podcast. My my skill in terms of playing golf. And like, I'm here to say, you're not wrong, Dixon. Yeah, he's like a thousand yeah. rated player. Yeah, he's a good golfer. But I do feel. You get them on like a shorter course, more wooded and technical. I think we stand a chance. Sure. Uh, Maybe any of those Emporia courses where there's like a tree. I'm going to have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, Dixon, we'll give you that one. And you might do more research and you might produce more. No, he doesn't. Yeah. No, he doesn't. No, not produce more content, but I mean more show production. No, he doesn't. yeah, he does. He has like a graphic or two, or not a graphic. He has a, he has the a same, sound effect. He has like two. the same four sound effects. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making stuff up. I don't listen to that. I guarantee you, he doesn't run his stuff through any sort of uh, de-esser, compressor oh, sure level. No, sure he does. I, I I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, he, he you can beat me in all those categories, Dixon. All that matters. I did at is the hair. I did say is. Uh, <laughs> does he think there's a single? non-sports video game he can beat me at and he said maybe contra oh okay it's been probably 20 years since i played contra you got him so we'll see all right 181 people are eligible for this giveaway terry i'm gonna shut up now and we're gonna do two two Two, drawings two drawings folks you will be eligible to win some random item that i will send to you it'll be disc golf related or or a, a subscription service to uh blue apron (laughs) <laughs> we're not giving away blue we do have a disc member box tonight though. okay so we are going to give away one at of least disc one of box. you will get a disc member box the other one will get a box with a disc in it we'll go from there yeah we're gonna the second one will be the disc member box eh, let's not make any promises here i might get them mixed up okay so one of them will be a disc member <laughs> box uh it'll be a surprise keep, yes we're gonna keep these standards nice and low all right so terry our, our I'm, I'm just gonna do the very first number call it first very one. first number higher or lower than 181 uh, <laughs> <higher>. <laughs> oh, uh yeah, the number is 29 oh, just a bit off. 29 terry let me quick let me quick get that number it's sorted by email address Ooh. so it's probably gonna be relatively so early 29, 29 is carl davis 
Carl. Did he just win a couple weeks ago? I don't remember. But anyway, if you did, congratulations, Carl Davis. We'll give you the, we won't give you the disc member box, but if not, then I don't know, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. All right. Carl Davis, congratulations. Uh, he is a, a $5 supporter. So thank you, Carl, which means you're on our, up over there on He's our, on our, our wall, our studio mini wall. Um, and let us look at, let's do Terry. Let's do another one. Let's all do right. another one. The next number. All right. Higher or lower what than 29? No, I think we're going to do two, oh. two, two numbers. So the, the oh, yeah, two it's going to be higher than 29. The next one will be. Yeah, but it's not going to be the next one. The one I know. I want the second so, one after that. 44. So it'll be higher than 44. Higher than 44. So our next number. What do next I win? Number. Higher than 44, it is 75. I knew it. I knew it was going to be. You're so smart, Terry. 75. That is Ted Tracy. Congratulations, Ted Tracy. Oh, he's at the $10 level. So oh, he we should. like Ted better than all of oh, you. Oh, my God, Ted. You are my favorite. You should have actually, you, or you will be getting uh, the new clothing support pretty soon. It is a Smashbox shirt in the font of. Um, Super Mario World, kind of cartoony font. Mm-hmm. Should just say Smashbox TV. I don't even know if I ordered myself one. I don't think I did, which is a mistake on my part. I should have because I'm, you know, I'm you a, are a big mistake, Johnny. A lot of times you're not wrong, Terry Miller. <laughs> a lot of times <laughs> I'm not mistaken. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to both of you, and uh, well, really anyone that supports us. And if you're here listening, then you're kind of a supporter. So thank you. All right, I'm going to read down the list and see if there's anything else uh, worth noting. Well, you're all worth noting. I don't. I don't want to think otherwise. I had no idea the singer from System of a Down would be on Smashbox. Is that me or is that Mo? Is that you? It had to be Mo. I'm not familiar with uh, Serge Tanakin. I forget his last name, but yes, the System of Down. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Okay, we'll go with it. Uh. Advertise for GG beef jerky. I mean, here's the problem is he don't tell them this, but they've kind of already got me hooked. Like I eat it. I love it. I talk about it. I'm not paid to do so. I'm a fan. I, I cannot get enough of the hot boom sauce. That's, that's just all there is to it. Josh Crow asks, will the match play be post-produced? Um, I don't know if it will be maybe the final know. round. Yeah, that's a good question, but honestly, I'm not sure. Um, someone says that they think they could take, Maybe one of us in Tetris, just possible. I watched an entire YouTube video about the new Tetris style of playing. Like there, there was same a, game, but new, same game, same new classic strategy. Nintendo. Not a new strategy, just a, new, a style. new way to hold the controller. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like you know how you and I would normally hold it with two hands, mm-hmm. one button, one hand on the buttons, one hand on the D pad. They do like one hand on the top and they use their fingers and on the bottom, apparently what you can use if you hold down the button and on the bottom side, you can, they wear like gloves for extra tackiness. You can like roll your fingers like this, like, and it will fly the piece across the screen faster than if you were to tap, 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 tap. So you see these guys that are just like, Mm, and and it's legit. It's a, it's a standard controller. You're just holding it differently, but, but it sounds like the aid of a, uh, of another. No, it's just a glove that you're wearing. Some people don't wear gloves. Some people can do it without it. The glove is just added gloveless at added extra, added extra. You're bringing gloves to the Tetris table or the Tetris console. You're losing me a little bit on some of the purity. I understand you want to get yep. you want to get a little wild with your controller handling. And you and I one night back at the old studio <laughs> sat and watched the Tetris World Championships yes. where a gentleman was he was that the one where he was first defeated or he came back and won? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. We watched a couple of videos. But anyway, so that gentleman mm-hmm. dead. He died at age 39. Um, was he, he don't he, tell me a bunch of blocks fell on him. <laughs> no, he didn't. He uh, I think it was cancer actually. Um, but he had, um, he had just lost the Tetris World Championships again to this new style because these kids, uh, these kids that are kids playing, are so fast that he can't keep up anymore. He couldn't keep up with his his old style. Go out and look at the like these these kids that are. Mm. I don't know if it's they're calling it drifting. I don't know exactly or tapping. It might be called tapping. Uh, but it's really kind of interesting and crazy how fast they are. How they like rested on one knee and just and they can they can just fly. They they're getting to the point where 
they're crashing the Nintendo game because yeah, they're such, they're getting such high levels that the game wasn't built for that. They regular Nintendo Tetris maxes out at nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine points apparently, and so they're hitting this. So they need to use more or less what's a, like a game genie to alter the game to allow more points. Mm. And now they're getting into like the three, four, five millions because at some point it doesn't get any faster. And yeah, it's just, just a matter of maintaining. Just it, a matter right? of maintaining it. Yeah, like T blocking and C blocking. Rolling. Out there. Thank you, stupid idiot. Rolling is the new way. It's not tapping. Rolling. It's rolling. Yeah, because you're basically rolling your fingers on the bottom in order to tap, so you don't, you know, whatever. It, it was it was mm. really interesting. The whole article and YouTube thing I saw on it. And I know you're a Tetris fan. I so. I am. I I I'm definitely not going to revisit to to try and attempt to get to that level me neither but it, i i will be intrigued to to certainly check this out rolling okay we'll go we'll go with that um it's right here razor house and says save some ladies for the rest of us johnny <laughs> hey as i tell my wife <laughs> finger I, I i i've you know what i've got my fish <laughs> I can let myself go now. I, uh, I can get as nerdy as I want. She ain't going anywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, your thoughts on moving uh, Philo Hole from oh, par four to par five? W- wasn't that done a couple of years ago? That they that they changed it from a four to a five. I, I feel know. like that it was done a couple of years ago. Isn't it? A, I, I I'm not going to go look uh, right now, but I feel like. That seems like a soft par five in the first place. And I'm not suggesting that's a bad thing, but it also feels like a relatively soft par five. It's soft. Again, it's a soft par five for your top players. It's a, it's a yeah, legitimate it's par always, five for yeah, you and I. Exactly. It's, it's definitely relative. Oh. Who, who do you set par for? That, that's the hard. That's one of the hardest parts we have uh, in our sport. Are you setting par for those top 15 players or 20 players? Or are you setting par for the field? Mm. Good question. Okay. Um, NES games, old NES games are worth more than Frisbees. Yeah, that's certainly. Uh, for some of you that may have seen it, if we can quickly jump into a little Frisbee talk, uh, a couple days ago, I know they announced a release of the Sky God 4s. And then today, in, I'm going to say, I don't want to call it unprecedented fashion, but out of nowhere, I feel like they announced, oh, yeah, we've got a lot more. And they went out and released a lot more, at least to the dealers. So, of course, I beefed up uh, even more. Maybe not my smartest move, but I did beef up on a few more <laughs> Sky Gods. Uh, it, you know, a, a lot of these... Really, this is just a page out of the, the quote-unquote Sexton Firebird handbook, which was, at first, 2015, they released them. I know myself, as, as an avid collector and enthusiast and hoarder, I was like... That seems expensive. It's a glow firebird, whatever. Only bought a few of them. It wasn't until the next year and the next year and the next year that people continued to rave about them. And there were so few in the first couple of years. And now in order to make more money for the players and for the companies, they're clearly taking some of these hottest items and just making them so much more readily available and accessible, which is therefore going to wildly push back the collector market, which I'm fully fine with. I'm not making any complaints about it, but it is definitely a different dynamic when there are maybe tens of thousands of Sexton Firebirds that have been released this year. It's just nowhere near the number uh, that have been released in previous years and so on and so forth. So they're they're ramping up production. So if you're looking at some of these things as almost as investments, I think the market, you're going to have to either wait longer and or there just may never be the market that you saw when the supply was so much lower all those years ago because quite frankly they've caught on and they've said hey this is successful it makes the player and us a ton of money we're going to release 50,000 of them and and as they should and I'm totally good with that I'm not stating otherwise but the market's definitely different and I I think of that as the sky gods for instance that's just one of many where it's felt really limited and really special people loved it there was never seemed to be enough of them and now you're seeing, oh, yeah, now anyone and everyone is going to be able to get their hands on them, it seems like. So um, so what you're saying is if you like the player, buy one to support them. But if you're looking for maybe a, a future secret investment, those aren't the ones anymore. Maybe think about supporting a smaller player where their run is smaller this year 
like we'll just say a Valerie Mondahano, and I'm sure she'll get her fair share of discs made uh, the way she's going. But the the discs this year might be a limited run because she's kind of, she was kind of coming out of nowhere. And you know, if you get a Valerie Mondahano escape or whatever her particular DD disc is, maybe in three years that'll be the Sex and Firebird. Uh, exactly, that's absolutely possible. It's uh. It's always interesting to me to see uh, as tour series discs come out and support various support discs, and is it the disc and or the name on them or the perceived or actual limited availability? There's so many things that factor into all of those things. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for sometimes when you see a disc that just clearly isn't performing well, and then you always wonder, well, is it just that they're not as popular of a player or as well-received, or is it that the disc isn't necessarily as popular of a disc and and then by just by uh, inherent nature it feels like maybe they're not as popular and really it's just the disc isn't isn't a sought after disc but lots of availability out there so as johnny said go out support your favorite player or players and uh buy something that directly supports them along with some double g jerky mm-hmm. no so, someone made a comment that double g just made a post three minutes ago on facebook but it's a little late for a double G interview. He was probably busy. All right. <laughs> Maybe he's confused on the day. Um, we're going to close it out. Let's wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. I've got some little bit of editing to do tonight. If you want to watch this in, it truly is an incredible playoff uh, that had taken place at the U S amateur uh, championships over in Michigan. So that will be available to you probably as early as tomorrow. So make sure you watch that. But uh, thank you so much to Dustin this weekend, who is my travel buddy, and then as well as the crew over in Minnesota, uh, where the Disc Golf Guy channel also was present, thanks to our good friend Ryan Pilcher. For Johnny V and myself, Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy, thanks to all the non-sponsors that we don't hustle here on the show. Uh, But we do appreciate each and every one of you that tunes in week in and week out on your long drives. Get your, beef, on- get your beef box, your monthly <laughs> supply of beef. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, this has been uh, number 407's After Show. We'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 